Yeah, it does that. What was that? It's the TV making the, like, ah. yeah, I don't know what it is. It's I shut off the TV and about 10 seconds later it goes, like, Open the hatch, Hal. I can't do that, Joe. Uh-oh. Hal. I was doing... <laughs> I was doing a search to see if I could find the email from the screen used guy. I didn't find that, but I found an email of somebody asking me from 2012 if I still had the Frisbee pie plate. He said, hey, slim chance, but do you still have that screen used pie plate for sale? Nah, bro, I don't. So that would have been the one where he goes, ah, Frisbee, funny. Mm -hmm. And they were like, Frisbee? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, never mind. (laughs) I don't get it. What? (laughs) Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm going to put on my, uh, we are back. That's right. Put on my headphones yeah. so I sound all pretty. Yeah. I'm not sure that's the right word to mm. use there, but I sound like something. How do you sound, Sam? I sound good. Good. Joe, how do you sound? I sound like a million bucks. Joe has one earbud in. Wait, now he has two. Ah, Look at that. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We are back and we are talking about nothing but Back to the Future. We do not veer off of the (laughs) subject of that at all. So when we left off, we were talking about Back to the Future Part 2 and uh, also dabbling in a little bit of uh, Van Halen as well. That's right. Just before that. So where were we on Back to the Future Part 2? What was the last thing that we were talking about? Uh, We're kind of talking about technology, and we're talking about uh, kind of what they got right, and the Cubs, and stuff like that. And and then um, you had said the the reason that it was uh, really important to you and why it kind of caught your attention more than the other movies. The reason that uh, I was really drawn to it as a kid was definitely the, the future aspect of it and it was like because they were trying to portray the future in in a certain way it was like uh more colorful it was a it was a more vibrant movie Mm -hmm. they you know they they took out so much ground in front of the clock tower in order to to put the the water sequence in there and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i i it's always funny to think about that because you know that all of it up until the very end to where he actually jumps in, you know that it's not that deep mm-hmm. there, but they had to dig out. You you can see pictures where it's like way deeper where he has to actually jump in. Like, okay, it. do it. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole scene is, uh, that's pretty fun. And all of the, uh, the glass shattering with uh, Biff's crew. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Riding, uh, just hanging on to the pit bull. That's what happens. That's what they say. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't uh, don't hitch on to the pit bull. It is weird because I don't know if you noticed, uh, but when they run out of the cafe, yeah, and they uh, are about to do that scene where they're getting out the hoverboards and everything, they have that car that all the you know before they get come into the cafe that they're all in. Like, yeah. oh, here comes Biff. So when they're running out of the scene. There's a shot of that car, yeah, and it looks exactly like a 2008 Ford Mustang, like really? before it was even out. Because like, That's what funny. the heck? Yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I do. it's like, what the flip? And so it's kind of one of those things where maybe they got lucky, but they just kind of 
designed a cool car and then it just kind of wound up history happened it's like yeah. oh wait that kind of happened well, well unless somebody was like a huge you know fan of the movie and they're like i'm gonna make a car that could be it point like that you know? yeah no, that makes perfect sense so on that there's something that i wanted to ask you about yeah um i pointed to sam for those of us that don't have cameras <laughs> uh i wanted to get your opinion on the uh, the futuristic cars in Back to the Future Part Two versus the futuristic cars in Blade Runner, and uh, the similarities there, and how much have you thought about that, if at all? I haven't really. Okay. So that's interesting. I think the cars, yeah, I I think I I recognize the vehicles more in Blade Runner. You know, yeah. like I remember them more. Yeah. I also had matchbox cars of the vehicles in Blade Runner, though. Nice. When I was a kid, the, <laughs> the spinners, um, and and uh, Deckard's Deckard's vehicle. Um, they didn't do much for Back to the Future and the car. Like they, it was around the time of micro machines. Like I've got a few micro yeah. machines that were sold at the Back to the Future store, mm, but other yeah. than that, nothing really. So that's cool that Blade Runner offered more. I mean, there's Hot Wheels all the time of the DeLorean. They're constantly doing those. Right. But, I mean, what did they have? They had a few other cars with the colors. They had the taxi. There, there wasn't yeah. a lot. But, but there's definitely some similarities between the vehicles in Blade Runner and Back to the Future Part Two, And then oh, no also question. leading yeah. into the movie that you hate, The Fifth Element. And <laughs> Hate's a strong word. <laughs> Hate's a strong word, but... Yeah, for being, I guess for being somebody that really loves science fiction movies, yeah, to not like that movie, I suppose is sort of odd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. You didn't like those shenanigans that Bruce Willis was up to. We well, get it; it's fine. And like, I think Chris Tucker is basically, you know, like, I think he's funny in you know the movies he does with <laughs> Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh, but in this movie, I'm so turned off by his performance. You mean his voice? Yeah, Too I guess. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't really like it. <clears throat> it was over the top the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, I know a lot of fun trivia about that one too. You know, it's just, about uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, it's just kind of. I was mean. gonna I was gonna say I was like you don't know shit about Blade Runner. I actually don't. But <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never sat through and actually watched the whole thing. Well, I we're gonna to. be doing it here soon. Yeah, okay. We're gonna have a double feature. Ah. Um, we're going to watch, uh, you prefer the director's cut of Blade Runner? Is that, is that the I one prefer that you the choose? final cut. The final cut. That, that's that right. Ridley basically oversaw and was, you know, and I think that came out in 2005 or seven, okay. I want to say. Well, uh, either way, we're going to have that one, the one that Sam prefers, and then we're going to watch <laughs> 2049 right after that. Yeah, I need yeah. to hit those up. Now, they did, did, did they do some sort of, they did a quick animated thing. Didn't they? For Blade Runner? Am I making that up? I have no idea. That's a good question. I thought that they did. That there was a thing that was supposed to take place before 2049. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. I never followed up on it. And, but I, and I, I didn't either. Yeah. So, you know. <clears throat> I'll look that up. I'll see if I can uh, see if it's out there yeah. anywhere. 
Yeah, no, it was, well, I think it was like a short, actually, I don't know if it was animated or not. Okay. I thought it was actually something that Harrison Ford was even maybe had like a part in. Really? Yeah, and I thought it was just like a short, yeah, like a short thing, like a 15 minutes. Okay, 15 minutes, Blade Runner, Blackout, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. With Harrison Ford? Yeah. I thought he was in it. Nice. I thought so, but I I, I could be wrong. Well, that's happening, and it's crazy that we haven't watched that. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny that you mentioned the cars because when I think about part two, I don't know if I'm just so distracted by other things that yeah. I don't. The cars aren't that distinctive mm-hmm. to me as they were in in uh, in Blade Runner. You right. Know? I don't know something about the street scene in Blade Runner because it's all smoky and it's and dark and wet and, yes. and yeah, you know, and I, something just about being on that street level where I guess I'm just I don't know. I think I'm distracted by so many other things in in part two, but. There is similarity between the vehicles. I have yeah. noticed that, but I think it's less distinctive to me. I um, a couple things about the vehicles. I mm-hmm. remember visiting Universal Studios several times over the years as a child, and seeing the DeLorean um, just getting fried out in the sun, and I think it it ended up being the the fans that ended up stepping stepping up or stepping in mm-hmm. to um, remedy that situation mm-hmm. and and getting them, um, I guess, just fixed up to the, the state that everyone wanted to see the vehicle in. And uh, so that has been taken care of since then. I remember seeing one of the futuristic cars out there. It was it was almost like a like a junkyard of cars. They had um the DeLorean was out there. I remember, I think it was down in Florida, they had the spaceship from Flight of the Navigator. Uh-hoo. The one that they had out there was basically like the size of a car. Hmm. So it wasn't as big as it uh, clearly was supposed to be on screen, right. but it, it but it was it, it was substantial. It wasn't like a little model or anything like that. And then I remember yeah, I remember seeing one of the the other cars that was used in Back to the Future. There was like, I think at one of them, I, I don't know. There was, I can't remember if it was the an A team van or maybe that wasn't Universal. But I, I've got pictures of this stuff. But I just remember being so sad and seeing the DeLorean just sitting out in the sun, and you could tell that the uh, dash and on the inside was getting cracked, and it was just going so to depressing. shit sitting out there mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Uh, so it was really cool to see that people were stepping up and doing something about that. And re- kind of recently, I think something was done with the um, the the shark from Jaws as well. Bruce, I think his, his okay. name was. They called him Bruce on set. You should know that. I know I, you're a big Jaws fan, Joe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Bruce? I, uh, am I the only one that knows this bit I think of information? You, uh, I the think only one that Bruce. knows that. Yeah, I think yeah. you are. Uh, so, um, I don't know. So, anyway, there was that. Now, in 2004, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, we went out to California, just the two of us. We drove out there, and we did a VIP tour at Universal Studios. Um, which was incredibly cool. And I think probably a lot more relaxed then than it would be now. Hmm. And at one point we were able to go into the prop warehouse where I got to see a lot of cool stuff. And the first thing that I asked the people in that room, and for some reason it ended up only being Becky and I in there at the time. I don't know if we veered away from, oh, hell. 
<laughs> I didn't mean to hit that. Oh hell no! Right, <laughs> bump the mic. I don't know. I don't know if we veered away from the rest of the group or if this was later or how it ended up working out that we were in there by ourselves. But I asked them if they had anything from Back to the Future. And this this guy pulled off of a shelf a model of a futuristic car. And he was like, I think that this is from it. And I believe that I have a picture of it somewhere. So I, I really want to find it because now that I think about it, I'm wondering if it was from Back to the Future or if it's possible that it was from Blade Runner, yeah, because that was also Universal, right. wasn't it? Ah. So i i want to I want to find that picture like, somewhere. Ugh. But there was so many cool things, and when, when we were out there, we went to Universal and and Warner Brothers, and obviously we did the the backlot tour at Universal along with the VIP thing. When you went into the office for the VIP tour, one of the first things that you see in a glass case was the the Clint Eastwood. Marty McFly jacket. Oh, you're like, they yep. had that in a in a case hmm. up there. So you, okay. this you looks got to see familiar. that monstrosity. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in all of its colors, it's yeah. great. Wow. Uh, so yes, that was that was incredibly cool. So now I will. There's so many things that I can talk about here, um, but in 2009, again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. I found it on my phone. Uh, we went to a convention in Burbank that uh, it was a it was a typical convention, but it ended up uh, they ended up landing a lot of people from Back to the Future. Let's see. I need to find this thing. The year that you said you saw uh, the DeLorean sitting out in the sun and it was just baking. What year was that? That uh, was several years. You can always take the tram mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. When you're there, and that's part of like the universal experience in yeah. Hollywood that yeah. you don't have to pay extra for. Yeah. So the first one would have been in like 1997. Okay. And so, and, and it just like never moved. Yeah. It stayed there until they got it looking nice again. And then eventually they had a DeLorean that was kind of propped up off the ground and, and kind of um, skew. Yeah. That like uh, tilted a little bit in the air, like it's flying. And that was outside the store, and also down um, in in Florida, they have the train, mm, the uh, right. Emmett Brown's train. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I found this thing. Um, in addition to the the show, they had a DeLorean roundup out there, where a, a lot of people with DeLoreans just kind of bring all oh, of their okay. stuff and, like and line show. them all up outside. Like, yeah, huh. yeah. So that was there. I'm just reading through this, so I can I can see everything. That was there. And it was cool because I got Kara when like a picture of her when she was just over one. It like holding the steering wheel of a time machine. Yes. It was pretty great. Uh, but now she's 12 and she doesn't give a shit. And she wow. told me to put the picture away. So <laughs> that's his life. Uh, so the people that were there uh, at this particular um, show was uh, Kevin Pike, who was the special effects supervisor. Tracy Daly, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing her last name right. Uh, she was Jacuzzi Girl Number Two in Back to the Future Part oh, Two. Yeah. I don't remember seeing these girls there. Jacuzzi Girl Number One was there as well. Uh, Tamara Carrera is that's that's got to be an actual name. Uh, Charles Flesher, uh, Terry from uh, Back to the Future Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis Lee McCain. Uh, Stella Baines from Back to the Future 1. 
Uh, all of these people were there. It's crazy. Uh, Courtney Gaines, who was Dixon in Back to the Future Part 1. Jeffrey Weissman was there. I'm The, the names are going to start getting more recognizable here. Who was George McFly in um, Back to the Future. Courtney Gaines 1 and 2. Was in some other films as Most well. likely, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, he's the red-haired uh, fellow, right? Yeah, yeah. He was in like one of the Children of the Corn movies or something. He, was was he the was he the dude that was um, uh, Scram McFly? Was that yes. him? Yeah, mm. yeah. He was also. Oh wow! Uh, he was also <laughs> he was also in a movie, one of my all time favorite eighties movies called Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. He played Patrick Dempsey's like best friend, like nerdy oh. best friend in that movie. Anyway. I don't know if anybody would remember that, but I just remember him as Scram McFly. Yeah, he's, and then he was yeah. trying to get with that. Yeah, he was he was in some other movies in the in the eighties, but yeah. so uh, Ricky Dean Logan, who was uh, Data, in oh. um, and then also a member of Needles Gang in Part Three, oh. which you just recently watched, Joe. I didn't Darlene even... Vogel, uh, who was Spike. The uh, in Back to the Future Part Two, yeah, the 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 girl in Biff's gang, yeah, this is um, an A list, right? You're naming off here. So uh, then here we're getting into it. Claudia Wells was there, so uh, I got to meet I, her. I'm familiar with her. Uh, Mark McClure, Dave McFly, uh, he yeah. was there, and apparently it says that he was in a deleted scene in Back to the Future Part Three. Ah. Uh, I don't recall seeing that before, so maybe I'm a terrible fan. That's possible. James Tolkien was there, uh, Strickland, and uh, Leah Thompson was there, and I was super nervous to meet her, but I was the most nervous about the top billing, which was Christopher Lloyd, Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I got to meet him, and it was amazing. I was just telling a coworker about that. (laughs) He played... Oh, what was his uh, name? Jules. Oh, it was Doc. Inferno. It was Doc. Oh. No, no, no. He it was wasn't. an alternate jacuzzi girl. <laughs> I wonder where those kids are. If they would have had the girls in the jacuzzi, I think you would yeah. have been like, oh, okay. Or buy a jacuzzi even. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I'm like, oh, I jacuzzi get it. Girl. It's a placement. It's relative. Oh. <laughs> it's like- uh, so there was this long line, and we were kind of towards the front. And um, so I was waiting in line, and Kara was not even one and a half yet and so she was not bound to a line she was not going <laughs> to listen to anything that we said she just wanted to walk around she met more people um celebrities and people involved in back to the future than i got to that entire day uh just because everybody thought that she was so she was the only kid there and like, not only that but she was just like a toddler and, like, just and, and oh, yeah hey. and a well-behaved one just walking around so the, she the the lady that was the, the the clock tower lady was also there i can't remember if i yeah. mentioned her in that list but um i apologize that i forget her name uh but she talked to my wife and kara for like the longest time there, I also got to meet and um, talk to, for a while, uh, the guy that ran BTTF.com. Uh, I'm oh. not sure if he does it anymore, but that was very exciting like, for me. You took my screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> Different guy. That was through oh. the forum. But close enough. He facilitated it, of course. Um, <clears throat> so I get up in line, and I uh, am super nervous to meet uh, Christopher Lloyd. And I'm wearing my skewed timeline shirt and as far as i've ever seen at least around here like they made that shirt and then universal must have just shut 
whoever made that down immediately because I've never seen that you shirt again. You can't find it now because I'm mm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I go up and I'm super nervous. This is all on video somewhere. I'll have to see if I can find, oh, uh, find the clip somewhere. I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I, I you bring up clearly taxi? said, you know, how big a fan I was. But at this point in my life, I'm trying not to act like an idiot, right. you know, in front of these I've been people there. that I idolize. I was and, like that with and, Dane Cook. And I'm just like, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Don't yeah. It's, it's, like, it's just like, I don't, I, it just meant so much to me to meet this guy. I had recently seen him on an episode of Headcase. And so when I was talking to him about that, next to him was Leah Thompson. Just kind of, he was at the end of the room on the left side and she was to the right side. And uh, and she heard what I was saying and she was like, oh, you were on that show? Because she was also on that show. <laughs> so then she came over and started talking to him and me about the show. Oh so some somewhere I was so surprised by this moment that I sparked this conversation with them about something that yeah. I ended up taking like a freeze frame of that video and printing it off somewhere because it's like both of them looking at me and we were talking about this show like, together uh, because that was the first time I had met anybody from Back to the Future and yeah. I'm like both of you are right there holy shit <laughs> yeah, so, yeah that's pretty amazing it was yeah. so crazy and, and they were going you know, Lance, you really should do her show. Yeah, we both had great, yeah. great experience. We'll make with some it. calls. We have for connections. You. I can call uh, my agent. <laughs> so anyway, I, I wrap up with uh, Christopher Lloyd, and um, and he has uh, like he takes his time on his signatures. You know this now. We can we can get to that yeah. later. I was nervous, and so I I like start moving along, and I. It's weird because you don't want to stop talking, but you know you have to stop talking. So it's like, okay, like, bye. And so he stood up and he you know, reached out to shake my hand. Um, and I don't know. It was just really special for mm-hmm. me. So I and I, I, I respected him a lot before that, but I, I gained even more respect for him after that. Then moved on to um, Leah Thompson. She was incredibly sweet, exactly what you would think. She's an amazing person to talk to and super down to earth. And I told her that I desperately wanted to bring my Howard the Duck vinyl (laughs) for her to sign, but I was afraid that it would get ruined in my luggage on the plane. And so she started telling me about this, like, Howard the Duck mega mix that was out there at some point that, like, mixed in all the songs that Thomas Dolby had done and wow. you know her as leading the cherry bomb group in there and she was telling me some of the experiences with that and, oh my god and how much she like hated crimping her hair <laughs> all the time for it and uh so that was that was really cool and then the next person in line was james tolkien and he um you know he's a little bit older yeah. But uh, he was fun to talk to. That was but, Strickland, uh, right? Yes, that okay. was Strickland. And he had kind of pre-signed his stuff, uh, but then he would still take the time to write a a little thing above Personal it. Personal message, and yeah. and he was like, uh, "What do you what What would you like it to say?" And I was like, "I don't know. You you come up with something." And he so he wrote. Uh, Mr. Slacker. <laughs> Mr. Slacker. <Very laughs> it was it was great. And then we moved on down the line, uh, which was cool. Oh um, and I think recently I talked to you about that convention because um, somehow we got on the topic of X-Files 
And yeah. uh, Mitch was there who uh, played. Oh, I'm I'm combining too many um, too many things. Who was who was uh, Mitch uh, Pelegi in um, the X Files? Uh, what what the fuck was his name? He's he works in the FBI. Why can't I think with of Fox name? Mulder, Dana Scully, and oh my god, oh, this is terrible. Everybody out there knows what this is, but I can't think of his name so anyway That's he, okay. we, he he yeah. was there walter skinner skinner I, was, it was, I knew oh, it was wow. s something but go. i was i was all fucked up because i was like i just said strickland so i think that that's yeah <laughs> so i was like no it can't be s that doesn't make any sense he was there uh, i talked to him he was a dick uh i'm sure he's not in, in real life but that day he was carol spinney um yep. voice of big bird mm-hmm. was there oh. um <laughs> Uh, so I talked to him uh, for a bit, which was really cool. Victoria Jackson was oh, there. Oh, fuck you, um, man. From SNL. UHF and I SNL. I am not a bimbo. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah SNL. Uh, it, was, it was just really cool. And I mean, everybody's just like right there yeah, because it was out okay. in Burbank. Yeah. So yeah. it's like most people didn't even have to travel that yeah, far. Yeah, no. Just so there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to wrap up the story as quickly as possible because I'm talking too much and we people have to sleep. Uh, because we record shit late at night because yeah. we're busy during That's the right. day. What are you going to do? It's fine. Um, <laughs> so we were there on, I want to say that it was Friday for the convention. And um, we were going to go to Disney the next day, which, and we did. Then we continued our trip and then I came home and I found out that on Saturday, Michael J. Fox showed up to the convention. Boom. And and I was like, I, I felt like I had missed the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, that it just like my heart just like it was I was still happy about everything else. But I was like, if I just would have chosen to be there on Saturday, I, 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 I didn't it didn't appear that anybody got to meet him. But he was there and he like talked to everybody and made an appearance, which is a huge deal because. I mean, back in that time, conventions were not as popular as they are now. No. And yeah. people were like, these guys are fucking weird <laughs> because they're <laughs> dressing up as this character. Like, it, it just it, it really was different more than 10 years ago than it is it now. It was. It and used to be like the Bond girls. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so... um and so I, I just, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little depressed about that, but just continuing to live my life. And then I want to say it was like a week or a week and a half later, there was an announcement made that Michael J. Fox was going to be at the Principal Charity Classic in Des Moines. And it just so happened that one of the sponsors of that was the company that my mom was working for. And so she was able to get me tickets and whatever. And so I actually walked along with, uh, Michael J. Fox for however many holes of golf. I think he only did did nine, maybe, but yeah. um, but still, it was cool. Like, and, oh my god! Uh, so I, I I got to meet him there, and he signed um, his uh, his book for me, and uh, so it was like everything just kind of kind of worked out. Got a picture with him, and wow. it was great. And so. then fast forward a little further, yeah, you're at another convention with all three of them. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, and Michael J. Fox. Yeah, because yeah. again, and this was just a couple of years ago, because it it is more of a 
thing. Uh, a regular thing now. Yeah. I mean, fuck. We b- back in um, 2000 and such and such. I don't know. A long time ago, <laughs> uh, me and my friend Paul, we went and saw Tom Wilson. Yeah. Do a stand up up in Minneapolis. And uh, it was a great show. One of my biggest regrets ever is that I didn't um, like get an audio recording of it or anything because he talked to Paul and I the whole show because we were at the table center in front of the stage. Some of the stuff that happened with yeah. us there is unbelievable. He did to, the whole Biff thing on your he head. He did. He he, he came yeah. up and, and he was he was singing a he was singing a song that he was incorporating Paul into and and he he was like his such and such singing the song and I'm I'm ruining the bit here but then he would put the microphone in front of uh, in front of Paul's mouth and Paul would say his name and <laughs> and then and then he would continue on with the verse and put it in front of me and then I said my name and he was like no it's Paul no. <laughs> and, uh, and then yeah he did the whole you know knocking on my head like he did to to George McFly mm-hmm. and and um, you know did his whole back to the future song. That where he answers all the questions mm-hmm. in the song, and I'm sure everybody's heard that before. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, and so I got to got to meet him separately. Really, the only person that I haven't met is Crispin Glover. Yeah, and uh, I feel like that's kind of a rare thing that somebody gets. I think to, you have to fly to Prague. Uh, that might be. Right. That might be. But how weird is that? Out of the chances, yeah. You're sitting there front row, which in some cases you don't have a choice yeah. of where you sit in a comedy because they seat you. Yeah. And then uh, he's doing everything. And it's like, well, it's icing on the cake because you've yeah. already met everyone else. And it's I'm, like, I'm yeah. almost certain. Like, I felt like. Have you met after Jennifer? The show, like, what's that? Jennifer? Have you met her? Yes. Yeah. And well, no, mayor? not the not the not the second Jennifer. You met Claudia Wells. Yes, yeah, I there's two Claudia different. Wells. That's right. Not Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, Elizabeth Shue doesn't really do that doesn't stuff. Really do I think shit. maybe she's done some, but it's Man. not a regular thing. What if her. Needles was around? That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Um. So, uh, where was I? But yeah, uh, yeah. So with the show, I I wish that there. I I think I have a a picture of him like messing around with like Paul's hair or something like that towards the beginning of the show. But I didn't want to get like, I was right there. I didn't want to get busted with the camera or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. So I got a picture with him afterwards and back then he didn't sign back to the future stuff. He was kind of, kind of weird about it, but very adamant. I'm sure he had his reasons, but it didn't make any sense to me. And there were people there that showed up with back to the future stuff. It was a choice that he made. And, but Obviously, years have gone by, and now everybody else from Back to the Future is doing conventions, yeah. except for the few that we've mentioned. And uh, so now he's signing Back to the Future stuff. He's now. like, so oh, there's money. So it would money. be cool to get that. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I guess another another person I would like to meet that I haven't is Huey Lewis. Oh, of course. And yeah. I mean, granted, yes, he is in the first movie, but he, you know, he's not really a cast member, but his music is like the movie. Yeah. You know, and he was in it, but you know, it was yeah, just, that was the fun part. Yeah. Anyway, I talked way too long. Somebody uh, else take over. That's no, fair. You didn't. Thank you. You know, you talked about some great stories about meeting, meeting all the people. Yeah. The Sometimes when I tell that story about the what happened with Tom Wilson, yeah, like I, it's almost like because of who I am and how I like to have pictures or video of everything, it's almost like I have to convince myself that it happened. Yeah. Because yeah. because it's so unbelievable right. to I mean he was just a big part of that 
movie. Mm-hmm. He, and and he yeah. just built his whole show off of you. Right. A- after the show, we were walking um, out of the comedy club, heading up to the to the parking garage outside. Of, it was a I forget the name of the club, but it was at the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. And two people came up to us and they were like, so you guys were basically the show. Like, yep. So, were they so. like, do you know him? Like, were you guys plants? Because uh, it was yeah. just crazy. No, but no. It's funny it that he was so reticent to do sign things associated with the films. Yeah. But that he still did the McFly thing. Yes. And he sings the song well, about answering all the questions and yeah. stuff. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what, I, I, he was obviously trying to to separate himself yeah. from the film and yeah. be like, "Hey, I'm a comedian now. This is my Get it thing. Out of the way. I don't, you know, I know that Back to the Future was a big deal, but this is what I do." Well, I wondered after the fact, and I mean for years after the fact, and by that I mean still now, if he just kind of by looking at me knew that that's why I was there, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure he, I'm sure that after so long he can spot. The like, Back to the Future fans of a certain age. Did you have a shirt on and or anything? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I try not to be that guy. So hard. Yeah. Too, too. Even much. when, even when Joe and I went up to uh, Minneapolis to see uh, uh, Arthur Buck. Yeah. The, um, the the band that yeah. Peter Buck from REM was in. Yeah. Joe was like, you going to show him your tattoo? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. No, that I'm was gonna... right up. Actually. <laughs> yeah. But that was an honest question because I wasn't trying to make it like I'm making fun of you. No, for showing no, no. I, you totally weren't. Yeah. But I was like, I, I, I just I, yeah. I have I I'm so overly cautious about shit like that. I don't <laughs> want I got your, your face. What, you know what? Like if somebody if. Somebody from the band R.E.M., who I love so much, were to see my tattoo. And I, after having met him and seeing how cool Peter Buck was and how laid back he was and fair, he was like, he was like, yeah, if you open up your record, I'll, I'll sign that. And I can even sign the poster, too. You oh know, no God, big sweet. deal. So so after that, like I kind of was able to gauge him. But he's so quiet when he's. Mm-hmm on stage mm-hmm. like you i had no idea what he was going to be like sure. so i didn't want to risk like hey man check this out yeah. <laughs> and then him be like sweet okay. dude yeah yeah <laughs> you, know? you don't know yeah until you know yeah. what celebrities are going to be like with uh-huh. the fans i mean uh-huh. you just never have you know any idea you said mitch Pelegi, you know <clears throat> yeah who uh, apparently from what i've also heard you had maybe a bad experience with him yeah. i've also heard that he was he was kind of sweet yeah uh, to some other friends of ours but uh, you know, I mean, you don't know, right? Until like you, you, you actually have that experience, how cool people are going to be with that sort of thing and what yeah. they've experienced with fans and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, I'm sure they've probably seen just like the craziest like people that are just so over the top, you know? Yeah. Um, but some people maybe not as grateful. Some people are just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think this is awesome that people like I've been what, very fortunate yeah, that created. I haven't had yeah. a poor interaction thus living in Iowa I think anyone that's famous kind of knows that it's kind of a big deal when someone famous comes to Iowa versus when you live in LA then you're just kind of in this big like celebrity pot you know you're like oh ho-hum Jack Nicholson or whatever right or you know people but the thing is is people go to California to vacation (laughs) and then you're in this big celebrity so they get that you're a tourist. Okay. You're okay. You're local. People right. don't come to Iowa and then just, it's different, you know, but, uh, uh, Marlon Waynes came to Iowa state and I was the only one that figured out to go out back to, from the Memorial union. Mm-hmm. And I see like this 
black SUV. It's perfectly like shiny with the lights on. I'm like, yeah. huh, I wonder what he's going to take. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was the only one. And then all of a sudden, door opens, him, his wife, or I don't know who the fuck was with him, uh, and uh, an Iowa State guy that was like transporting. I'm like, hey, Marlon. And then this Iowa State guy's like, all right, fine. Hurry up, hurry up. Come, try not to make a big deal. So I go stand by him. That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. And so but that then, guy did that because really he could have just been like, you know, F off kid, like get yeah. out of here. But here. then he tried yeah. to like dig at me, you know, or whatever. He's like, well, it's a little awkward, but we'll see. I'm like, ah, you, you're the one that waved me over. Yeah. The only, I mean, yeah. Here's the nice. shitty situation about that is that the only reason that it's awkward is because you're not like a hot girl. Yeah. Waiting. It's That's just, the only reason that it's awkward. Yeah. But you being a fan, you know, to have somebody say that to you, like, well, this is awkward, but mm-hmm. I guess we'll see if he wants to do this. Yeah. So he's know? at the SUV, you know, that little SUV or the Suburban that he had and him, you know, he's packing up his shit in the back and, like, oh, we'll see. And uh, he shuts the door and then Marlon comes over and uh, uh, he, he was nice. He, I think he was just coming down because if yeah. you ever see his act, he is just the throttle is maxed out. I was there. You were right But there. I missed the thing afterwards because yeah. I had to go to the bar and start <laughs> yeah. karaoke. So it was th- lame. Uh, he takes my phone and I, I was smart to keep the camera on and mm-hmm. ready and I didn't know if someone was going to take a picture of us or if we we're going to do the selfie yeah. and uh, just kind of kept my cool and Marlon Waynes takes my phone and then he holds it, switches the camera and then he holds it up and uh, then he does like the peace sign and he just didn't really say much because he's coming down but he, he just goes yeah thanks man thanks hey and that was it and i was yeah. like well i really appreciate it That's i've been a cool. big fan like yeah man yeah yeah it was just real mellow but i'm like you've been on in living color you've been on, on like the scary movie franchise right you've been with like around jim carrey like holy shit <laughs> you know yeah. uh but he was one that like he just didn't say much and that was okay um mm-hmm. jim gaffigan kind of same thing just quiet he was gracious, you know, and he answered a couple of questions. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't think we've ran. We got really lucky with uh, uh, the guys from Whose Lines It Anyway. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, got to smoke pot with Greg Proops around back. Oh, my and gosh. Like, he was so cool. Who else was there? Like Colin Mockery? And, Colin was not, but Ryan uh, Stiles was. Ryan, Ryan Stiles. Joel oh, yeah. Murray was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeff Davis was. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, Proops came out, and uh, I mean, it was a, a basic thing theater set up yeah. so we saw that there was a back door and we i mean it was only like an hour and 15 to drive home so, yeah and it was decent outside so we we waited outside and he came out to to smoke and we he were the like, only talked to us for like 10 or 15 minutes just the two of us yeah it was like this is sweet yeah <laughs> <laughs> we we were you know we we bitched about trump because that's who we are and uh and and we talked about some other stuff and then all the guys came out and they they all took pictures with us next to that lovely orange light yeah. <laughs> that was at the yeah back that door. utility light in the back <laughs> uh yeah it was uh it was cool though yeah it, it was a lot of fun yeah, yeah i've i've had i've had way more great experiences meeting people then yeah. um i don't even know how we got on this because it's always a well it's like meeting and having poor interactions yeah but we've been lucky in situations where uh we're kind of forcing it where yeah. it's not necessarily meet and greet but we just wait around back but they know the situation it's two people versus like 50 you know yeah. what i'm saying exactly around back and i uh i i'm i don't know man uh, the even Though I've I've met him and got a picture with him like maybe it was two or three times before. But then when I went to another convention where Christopher Lloyd was there, 
It was like, I, I just like the guy so much. Like I'll go and pay him money to do another picture. Like, I feel like I should yeah. just do this. Mm-hmm. And he's just such a cool guy. If, if anybody out there has the opportunity to, to meet him, he's just, he's so nice. Uh, and, and so like, courteous and and really down to earth. He's done a lot. He yeah, has quite uh, a pre- he has quite a presence. Yeah, I don't know if you brought up Taxi because I know you were into that show. Love that um, show. Or so if you good. talked to him about that or not. But I, uh, I I didn't. I mean, because you know you're always like in a line, right? Uh, but um, you know, everybody had when we did the the, the weird like family photo with uh, Michael J. Fox, <laughs> Leah Thompson, Christopher Lloyd, me and my daughter. <laughs> it was you know we got to talk a uh, chat a little bit because Good. you know we uh, everybody wants to talk to a what was she like ten years old at the time? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to talk to a ten year old, so. Uh, I instantly get more credit if my daughter's with me at like, <laughs> conventions. So works. that's that's very nice. But um, yeah, it, it's I don't know. Everybody's just been so nice. What was your experience like? And a lot of my stories, it's unfortunate the way that I remember certain details, but a lot of times conventions kind of blur together. Sure. So the time that we were at a convention where Christopher Lloyd yeah. and Michael J. Fox were there, yes. what do you remember of that? Well, so just briefly, I will, I'll just say, uh, just to kind of set this up, when I was a kid, uh, I collected baseball cards, super into sports. You know, I remember going to baseball games and... If you, if you go to baseball games often enough, you'll see little kids down at, at the side, yeah. uh, right 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 by the fence, yeah. having baseball players come over and sign the baseballs and you know, holding out their pens yeah. and all that business, okay? So, I mean, that was me. I did that. I, I, had, I was a New York Mets fan, still am. Uh, took my little Mets baseball and I had all the, the Mets sign it. You know, I mean, I probably had like 20 signatures on that wow. thing. Wow. I thought getting those signatures was was great. And that was like a thing as a kid that I thought was really great. Uh, baseball players that I have signatures of, uh, I, I got, you know, Billy Williams, who's, he was a famous Cubs player and Lou Brock yeah. is another one who's a hall of famer. Uh, those are just a couple. I got Pete Rose's autograph as well. Nice. Uh, so those are just a few that like I collected over the years and I thought it was a big deal. As I got older, I started to think, you know, am I just, am I just standing here and getting this signature because I feel like I need something from this person? And I started to feel differently about collecting autographs. Okay. So, so I, I I kind of was just like, you know, if I ever see a celebrity that I really respect in public, I think I would maybe just shake their hand. I mean, they're just, they're a person, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just treat them with respect and and shake their hand and say, you know, I appreciate you or, or whatever. And, and not try to make it a big thing about me and my fandom for this person. Right. And I remember telling Lance this and saying, you know, I don't really get starstruck. I mean, they're just they're just people. Yeah. And, um, you know, my girlfriend and I have had this discussion and she's like, you know, if I see a celebrity that I really respect, I don't know what I would do. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, they're just like you and me. They just, you know, they eat breakfast and they, <laughs> you know, they, they shave and, you know, whatever they do, you know, whatever they do. Uh, but Lance uh, was nice enough to invite me to join him in line to meet Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. And um, when I got in line to meet Christopher Lloyd, I was kind of, I was a little nervous, but I was just kind of like, Hey, you know, he's going to sign this and kind of be like, move along. I got close to him. He signed the picture that I had. And then he looked me right in the eye and I was just like, 
Whoa. <laughs> like I, I, I was totally starstruck for There's a Duck. There yeah. he is. Like it was totally this moment where I'd been like, all these years I've been like, eh, it's not really my thing to like meet yeah. celebrities and I don't, you know, I don't need that or whatever. But, but it was really cool to be in his presence and he yeah. smiled and just seemed so kind and just mm-hmm. so nice and appreciative that he had people that appreciated what he did, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I just said, you know, thank you. I think you're great or something brief like that. I don't obviously remember because, like I said, I was a little starstruck. But, <laughs> you know, and then I just kind of moved along. But, yeah, um, he, he is one of those people I feel like, at least the brief moment I was there, he definitely has like a presence like, about him, whoa. you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but it's not like an intimidating thing. No, it's just like, like, like very I can't believe but, Yeah, but you're just like, wow, yeah, I mean, this guy – just such a powerful performer, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to. He cool played to the bad guy in Dennis the Menace. He was the bad guy in Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Rabbit. It's like, right. oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and then he plays like these just wacky, fun characters. So yeah. did we that time? Did we was Christopher Lloyd first, and then Michael J. Fox? I think Christopher Lloyd was first. <clears throat> okay, yeah, and then we got to meet Michael yeah. J. Fox. So and Michael J. Fox was still cool, but that one was. You could tell they were trying to move people through yeah. that line as quick as possible. Yeah, everybody, like he, he, like it didn't even seem like he was looking up yeah, that just, much. Thank you, thank but, you. But I mean, you know, at least he was taking the time to do it. Yeah, with, because I think that was one of the earlier ones that he was doing. He hadn't really started doing. Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson were doing stuff way earlier hmm. than than he ever was. Numbers. But it was it was still really cool. So. Hey, at least you got that autograph. So where's is it on one sheet or did you get it on two separate Just one, ones? I think. Nice. Ooh. Excellent. Yeah. Well, and then I think it was that trip, not that I I mean, we are not by any means in the same caliber of some of the other podcasts that are out there, but I I will give a plug to the the old Nerdist podcast where they interview uh where Chris Hardwick interviews Christopher Lloyd. Because that was a great interview, mm-hmm. and and it really puts it in perspective. Like him, and earlier you mentioned Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Like even his, they've they've had so many amazing roles, and then to get to hear this person talk about it, and especially with Christopher Lloyd, he was like, I don't know. I guess they just thought I could do it. <laughs> it's just <a> whether <laughs> it was like Fester or Judge yeah. Doom, because I think that the the. Um, uh, the interview must have taken place in the morning because he was like just getting his coffee. But he like he like takes a sip of his coffee and he was like, "Ah, Judge Doom, fuck." <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. It's a mellow it was so conversation. Funny. Well, we're gonna take a break and make this the end of this episode. So uh, I guess this is gonna be a three parter now. I guess so because we just won't shut up. That's right. <laughs> We're passionate people. Come on. We're so passionate that we want to give you a third episode about. Well, I, it's a trilogy. It is a trilogy. Honestly, that's great. I can't guarantee that we're going to talk about the third one a whole lot in the next one. No, but we touched on one a lot, and we touched a lot on two. Yeah, we didn't really touch on three. All you need to know is that I touched a lot on you. Hey, hey, hashtag me too. (laughs) No, (laughs) you can't. I can't say it. No. (laughs) 